Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. You see, all around us, there's broken hearts. People need to hear words of comfort. It's going to be okay. God knows. Only God can comfort. I can be there. I can put my arms around somebody. I can speak words to them, but only God can bring comfort. See, the Holy Spirit is the great comfort. The world does not have the Holy Spirit. You have Him living in you. You can bring comfort to broken hearts. In today's world, people are seeking a lot of things. Freedom from hurt, bondage, and the oppression that comes from a misguided life. Some habits and addictions seem impossible to break. Some situations impossible to escape from. They are impossible if we're looking to ourselves. There's only one hope of escape from the burdens you're buried under. It comes from the redemptive grace of Jesus. In today's teaching, you'll hear how to come out from under that baggage. If you're already a follower of Christ, you'll find out how to reach out to people and meet their needs. Whatever your strengths, there is always a way to help. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 34, as we continue in our series entitled, How Jesus' Birth Changed Everything. If you're a Christ follower today, most of your hurts, our distress, the difficult things in life, don't come because you are sinning. That's been taken care of. You've asked God to forgive you. Now, again, we're not perfect. So sometimes some of the mess we get into, we do pay for it. There's consequences when we sin. But by and large, for a Christian... We're not experiencing hurt and pain and suffering because we're sinning. We're experiencing it because we live in a sin-laced world. Do you understand that? The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. Paul was in prison, not because he was sinning, but because he lived in a world that had Satan as its head. So here in this building... All of our campuses, many of us are Christ followers. You're hurting. You're experiencing difficult things. All of these things happen, not because you're sinning, but because we live in this world. And by the way, that will never end until we get to heaven. That's when the hurts end. Now, outside of us are unbelievers. They not only experience the hurts and the distress and the difficulty of life, Because they live in a world that's just like this. But they also experience their own problems because they are sinning. You're going to see in a moment, sin brings bondage. And with that comes disaster. So we can help them immensely in that area. And that's where we go to. But all of us just live in a world where there's struggles and difficulty. Amen? Anybody here know what hurting means in your life? Anybody? 
Yeah, all of us. The other night, we went home from the, the couple's party we had here, the couple's bash. By the way, it was great. We had like 500 people here. It was amazing. And we were driving home, and we're at, a, at the stoplight. We were in there for a while, turned off signal, and all of a sudden, bang! Oh. And I looked, and somebody had saw the light green, and it wasn't, they were about that far away from us, but man, it really banged us. So we pulled over the car. We haven't had an accident in I can't tell you how many years. We pull over the side, and I get out, and I walk over to the young man getting out of the car, and he looks at me and goes, Oh, Pastor Mark. (laughs) I said, well, at least it'll get paid for now, so that's all right. (laughs) No, we talked a little bit. I got his name. There's hardly anything. I'll have it buffed out. It's no big deal at all. But see, we just live in a world where stuff happens. Amen? It, It just happens. So... How do we go from this area where Adam and Eve sinned and we're left with all this stuff? How do we go? Let me give you this morning kind of this summary of hurts. Not just ours, but people around us. And I'll define them. And you're going to see this, that only God can meet those needs. But he meets them through you and through me. So here's the first one to write down today. Only God can forgive people of sins. Notice the opening statement Jesus makes. He says, I've come to preach good news. What is that good news? The good news is that anyone can be forgiven and cleansed from their sin. Anyone. Man's greatest need is forgiveness. You see, the hurt of not being a believer will be experienced forever in eternity in a place called hell, separated from God. And so the greatest need is to take care of that spiritual need now because it's not just the physical things that are happening here on earth. You and I are made to live forever. So man's greatest need is that. Now, how is that need going to be met? Jesus said, I've come to preach to you good news. The disciples would learn that. So God designed every one of us to be able to share the gospel with the lost. We're the only ones that have good news. We're the only ones that can say to people, you can be forgiven and start again. It doesn't matter. No exceptions. One day Jesus came to a woman who had been caught in the very act of adultery. You remember the story. The religious leaders were there to stone her. Well, Jesus took care of that by writing some of their sins or whatever. We don't know, but they all left. The woman was expecting it was over with. She's going to be stoned to death. She was caught in the very act. And Jesus said to her, look around. Are there any, is there anybody here to condemn you? And she, shockingly, she looked and she went, well, there's nobody here, but I'm facing you. And he said, neither do I condemn you. Then he said this, Go. And sin no more. You see, I can say that to you this morning. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how many times you've blown it. God will forgive you today. There's nobody that has that message. There's nobody that can tell you that. That's the grace of God. Now, I can't forgive you that, but God can. He can give anyone a brand new start. But there's something more. 
in our world today, Jesus is not here physically. So who's going to share that truth with our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers, students in school, our relatives? Who's going to share it? You and I are going to share it. So let me ask you a question, all of our campuses, and I want you to think about this a lot. When is the last time you shared the gospel? When is the last time you able to share the truth of God's word? When was the last time? For some of you, you can't remember. Well, here's another question. Can you, if you had the opportunity? Could you, could you just take a little piece of paper? Let's say you're at Starbucks or you're at McDonald's. And you take a little piece of paper and on a napkin, you drew the bridge illustration. Here's man separated from God and here's all his good works. It doesn't work. Could, could you sit and draw that? Could you share that? Said Pastor Mike, that's like, not my job, that's your job. Oh no, you're wrong. I don't meet the same people you meet. God brings you to those people. In fact, maybe next week I'm going to just put the little bridge illustration up to kind of fire us up a little bit. You see, you and I are to use our mouth to share the gospel. Nobody else is going to share it. You're going to share it. And so I want to challenge you. To think about that. As you're looking at this, the greatest thing that you can do to hurting people is to share that they can be forgiven and come to follow Jesus Christ. Number two, only God can heal broken hearts. Sin breaks hearts. It shatters lives. The only one that can really heal a broken heart is Jesus. All around us every day are people with broken hearts. They need comfort. Jesus says this, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Only God can bring the needed comfort. A broken heart is hard to define. And yet we've all experienced it in lots of ways. We have an amazing program on all of our campuses called Divorce Care. And it's for broken hearts, men and women, who have gone through a divorce. I'd like to say to you, the classes hardly ever have anybody in it. But that's not true. Somebody recently just asked me to pray for him. He said, during the marriage series, my wife left me. She has left. See, there's broken hearts everywhere. Well, at the end of those classes, we have it for adults and we have it for teens and we have it for children. I usually, at the end of those classes, I'll get this big piece of paper in a heart shape, and it's kids writing notes to me. And one of the common things that they learn in this divorce care for kids, it's, it's pretty touching. Here's what it says. Pastor Mark, I learned that I wasn't responsible for mom and dad divorcing. How about that for a broken heart? A seven-year-old goes, I'm responsible for mom and dad divorce. And the pain that's in this, I'm responsible. No, they're not responsible. Sin's responsible. Well, who's going to bring comfort? That's why we do the class. You see, all around us, there's broken hearts. People need to hear words of comfort. It's going to be okay. God knows. Only God can comfort. 
I can be there. I can put my arms around somebody. I can speak words to them, but only God can bring comfort. See, the Holy Spirit is the great comfort. The world does not have the Holy Spirit. You have Him living in you. You can bring comfort to broken hearts. Next, only God can free people from satanic bondages. The good news is that there is deliverance from the bondages of sin. Drug, alcohol, pornography, sexual lifestyles that are unbiblical. Only God can free people. You see, sin, we don't understand it. Sin imprisons a person. The Bible says this, John 8, 34. I tell you the truth, everyone who sins as a practice is a slave of sin. And we watch God deliver people over and over and over again from lifestyles that just don't seem possible. You see, the teaching, the preaching, the sharing of God's word goes right to the heart of man. And God says to them, if you'll truly believe, I can set you free. In fact, Jesus says in John eight thirty six, a verse that we know, but we probably not said often enough to people. So if the Son, Jesus, sets you free, you can finish it with me, you are free indeed. Nice statement, Pastor Mark. But when's the last time you believed that? When's the last time a friend of yours who had back surgery and just couldn't get over it and all of a sudden is hooked on oxycodone? Stealing it from the streets. Selling stuff. When's the last time we believed as we met with that individual? God can set you free. That's what Jesus came to do. To deliver from satanic bondages. It's still happening in our world all over the place. By the way, once God sets you free from one of those kind of things, there's no price you can put on that. We're here to say to people, doesn't matter what Satan's got you bound with. You can be free in Jesus' name. You can be free. You can be free. And that's not a religious stain. That's for you and I to say that and believe it. And allow God to work through us supernaturally. It's not a natural deal. I'll say these five words and you'll be free. No, it's something. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Well, Pastor Mark, we don't believe too much in the demon stuff around here. That's another problem. Let me give it to you. Here it is. Only God can open spiritually blinded eyes to the truth. If you don't believe in Satan, you're blind. If you don't believe in demons, you're blind. In the day of Jesus, Jesus fulfilled that spiritually and physically. Paul was blind. He didn't believe in the Messiah. No way there was a Messiah. But God opened his eyes. You see, Satan blinds the eyes of unbelievers, but Jesus can heal those eyes so that they can see clearly. There's many of you in this room here in Melbourne, and Sebastian and Orlando and Vieira, you're blinded, but you don't know it. Here's what you're blinded to. You're going to go to heaven because you're good enough. 
No, you're blind. Only forgiven people go to heaven. And when you finally are open to that truth, you will accept Jesus Christ's gift of salvation. There's no other way to heaven. So understand, we're blinded in lots of different ways. And God wants to free us and open our eyes and illuminate us to the truth. Only forgiven people go to heaven. I can't open your eyes. I wish I could. I pray every weekend, God, open the eyes of those people listening to the truth. I can't do it. I teach the truth, but only God can open your eyes. Next, only God can break oppressive habits. In Jesus' day, when he walked into the synagogue, the reason crowds came to where Jesus was is they were fed up with dead religion. The rabbis thought there were 613 commandments in the law. Consequently, the people struggled over with this burden. They couldn't meet them. They couldn't keep them. So it was dead-ended. Our world is filled with dead-end religion. People going through form. Maybe you've come today and you're doing your Christmas deal. I'm glad you're here. But we're not here to do religious deal. This church is far from perfect. Two reasons. One's me. The other one's you. <laughs> Am I right? And by the way, I don't want you here in VR going, well, not us. Yeah, you too. <laughs> All of us are imperfect. But I can tell you this. This is a place where the Spirit of God is real. This is a place where you can come in. It doesn't matter who's here. You're going to hear the anointed teaching of the word of God. And this is a place where God sets people free. We're not into dead religion. I mean, praise God. I'm not wearing a tie this morning. Hallelujah. I can wear a sweater. Some of you remember those days. You what? Man, we had guys here Friday night. Remember I told you you had to dress up, guys. And some of the guys walked over and go, look, I, I, I ironed my jeans. I ironed my jeans. <laughs> Aren't you glad it doesn't matter what you're wearing this morning, as long as you got something on? <laughs> Who cares, right? We're not into dead religion. Jesus came into a place where the people were fed up to hear. And they couldn't take it. And he says, I've come to bring you... Remember, he says, I came to bring you grace and truth, not the law. None of us could keep 613. You're here. Because of God's grace. They given up with dead religion. Bring your friends who are in the dead religion. Bring your friends who are not going to church up. Bring them here. You speak to them so they can be set free. And last, last definition of hurting people, maybe the biggest. Only God can give people hope. The people in that synagogue had been waiting, of course not them, but through the, through the years, 700 years to the Messiah, there was no hope anymore. They'd given up. And then Jesus said, no, no, I'm he. I'm the guy. What is hope? Let me give you a definition of hope. To look forward with confidence or expectation. To look forward with confidence or expectation. I wonder how many of you here in our campuses today, are here with no hope. 
When we fear the worst, hope reminds us that, well, there is a God. When you get that medical report and the doctor sits you down and he basically says to you, there's no hope, well, who are you going to turn to? By the way, don't look at me strange because really probably more than 90% of us as we live, one day that is the record we're going to receive. When we're discouraged and tempted to quit, hope says, no, 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 don't do it. Don't throw in the towel. God's for you. When everything seems dark ahead, God says, no, 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 no. There's light at the end of the tunnel. You see, Jesus said to these people, He had brought them the favor of the Lord. I love that statement. The favor of the Lord. That's that's a beautiful statement. Do you know the blessings which God created His people? Jesus said are now available. There's going to be a change. No more dead religion. I've come to bring you the favor of the Lord. By the way, we're still today in God's grace and goodness and favor. So... We see this definition of hurting people today. All kinds of, well, just, we picture it. We picture all those kind of things happening. So the second most important question is this. Well, how does God use me to minister? Because I know it's not going to be me, but how does God use me? Well, I'm going to give you three definitions of God, and I want you to write that down so you'll see that in a moment. But let me just show you a simple way God uses us. Every year we go to the flea market, and we wrap gifts for free. And uh, here's the fusion group. That's our 20-something group that meets Sunday night. And, and they're wrapping gifts for free. So these are young guys, college guys. This is an older group of people doing the same thing. Now, let me ask a question. When somebody comes up to that table and says, what do you mean free gift wrapping? And notice down at the bottom, what's it say? No, we won't take any money. You know what a lot of people go like? All right, how much is it really? Where's the plate I have to give? And when you say to them, no, we're not interested in giving. Well, what's the catch? There is no catch. We just want to wrap your gift for free because God loves you. Really? Now, let me ask you a question. Some of you guys don't know this. Do you know why we never take a, a, an offering? We never receive an offering on any Christmas Eve. Why is that? Because we want the people leaving. They didn't take an offering. You mean they're not in it just for our money? You're exactly right. It's a free gift from us to you. Because that's what Jesus' gift is. Now, put that picture back up just for a second. I want to ask you a question. You say, Pastor Margaret, if I go and wrap gifts, is that like extending the love of God to a hurting world? Hello? Yes! Now, can anybody do that? Sure you can. Now, I couldn't wrap the gift, but I can hold my finger while my wife does the bow deal or whatever. Some of it, you wouldn't want the gift. They would pay somebody else to do it. But at least we can go there. I'm serious. Let Let me look at my face. Could you have two hours of your time to go and minister to somebody else? Now, Pastor, aren't I just too busy? Then you're too busy. Today, we were given some examples of how to open dialogues with people in order to share Jesus. As we just heard, everyone can do it. Just like Paul, people are blinded in so many different ways. 
the more people hear and see Jesus through Christ followers, the closer they will be to forgiveness, healing, and hope. Jesus was ministering to a people that were tired of dead religion, and we can too. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. The messages that you hear each day here on Lessons for Living were produced from messages that Pastor Mark shared at the main campus in Melbourne. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, We'll try to understand the divine nature of the Trinity and what it means about the person of Jesus. Many churches today have difficulty accepting the truth that Jesus was and is more than a man. And we'll look at what Scripture says about the issue. We'll also look at how the Lord provides not only for us, but also through us. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.